0: Welcome to a God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello everyone and welcome back to A God Shift. I am your host Shana Rattler. I am so glad that you are here tuned into this episode where you are going to learn how to use your kingdom authority so that you can get delay and disruption out of your life. And you can get into the destiny that God has for you. So I'm excited about my guest. I was reading in his bio that I live in Dallas and he was born in (laughs) Dallas and then he was raised in in Africa and now he lives in Illinois and I was born and raised in Illinois. So other than the fact that I've never been to Africa, I think my guest and I have a lot in common. So I'm going to read his bio and then we are going to go ahead and get this party started. So my guest today is the author of The Freedom Experience, a practical guide to emotional healing and deliverance. He speaks on various Christian topics that inspire many to know God, love others, discover purpose, and find freedom. He currently serves on the pastoral team at the City Light International Church, where he is the assistant director of small groups and a co-host of Sunday services. He is a certified and trained minister by Global Awakening College of Ministry and holds a master's degree from Northeastern Illinois University. He was born in Dallas, Texas, but grew up in Nigeria. So he brings a diverse and international perspective to any conversation. He currently resides in Illinois and is married to the love of his life, Liz. They are blessed with three amazing children, Timothy, Tierra, and Tiffany. I want to welcome to a Godship. Patrick Jaioba.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blessing to be on your podcast. And I'm so excited. And we're just going to have a wonderful, wonderful time. So thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. I'm glad to have you here, Patrick. So before we get started with the interview, tell us about what you
1: do. So I um, I, I recently wrote a book. Um, I'm a minister of deliverance, emotional healing, and also physical healing, so like you read in my bio, I am satisfied in those areas with at you know Global Awakening college of business. So what I, what we do is I release the book with the intention of helping people uh, gain freedom in any area of their lives. Um, again, like I mentioned emotional health. Um, I believe emotional health is under underestimated in this day and age. And I believe so many of the issues that we face in life, be it be it like sickness or other kind of issues, can actually be attributed to um, you know emotional problems that people fail to deal with at some point in their lives. So, like I mentioned, I'm satisfied to help people in those areas as well. I'm also very very busy. I'm part of the pastoral team at City Light Church in Chicago. I'm very involved in every part of you know. The church, so that's what I do. I'm also a busy, very busy father. Um, I have three really, really young children. Um, my my youngest child is two, and then the next one is four, and then then I have a seven year old. So we had them so close together. So my wife and I, we are extremely busy with parenting those children. So you know, between that and everything I do, I also work in corporate America. So between all those three things. I am extremely busy, as you can imagine. When do
0: you sleep?
1: Well, I never sleep is the question, is the answer to that. I never, I never sleep. Like even yesterday, I was in the middle of sleeping and my youngest child was just screaming and I had to wake up. And the moment I woke up, I couldn't go back to sleep. So to answer your question, we we never sleep in this house, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's right, I
1: don't 24-7 know. parenting.
0: I don't either. I don't know what my excuse is. You have a lot of reasons not to sleep. I don't have near as much going on in my home as you do. And I don't sleep either. But anyway, let's get to the podcast. So I want to set the context a little bit for this topic before we Mm -hmm. get into the questions. And so when people hear a God shift, they ooh, and they ah, but they have no idea what that means. So I want to start by defining it. My definition of a God shift is the moment that you ditch disruption or delay in your life,
1: Mm -hmm. collide
0: with God's purpose, and move into a greater destiny. And Mm -hmm. I believe that during that process of getting to where it is that God wants us to be, sometimes we can get so frustrated Mm -hmm. when it's delayed. And Mm -hmm. I believe that if we recognize that we have a role to play in the process Mm -hmm. where God is taking us, that we will get there much faster. So, and right. So I call it our kingdom authority. I refer to it as us operating in our kingdom authority. And the way mm. that I define kingdom authority is that it's actually our birthright, mm. as a child of God, to actually partner with scripture, with what scripture says to make things happen in our lives. So, like, God has a role to play and we have a role to play. And so, I would love to hear, Patrick. What is your personal definition of kingdom authority?
1: I mean, your definition is so perfect and it's so on point. Um, I love it when you said, you know, God gives a promise, and we just don't sit there and wait. Yeah, I, I think that there is a there's a there's a problem. No, I won't I won't call it a problem, just like a, like a mistake a lot of Christians make in this yeah. day and age when God gives us a promise, there is a prophecy. And we just wait and wait and wait and wait. So I love it when you say you don't sit down, you know, you take action, ensuring that the promise of God comes to to pass in your life. So to to answer your question, you are exactly right. It's that moment in time when we take ownership, we take ownership, and we are ready to use the tools. I call them mighty tools and God. We are ready to use the mighty tools God has given us, such as the Word of God, prayer, and so many other things God has given us to take ownership and enforce those promises and ensure we get to the next level in our life. So you are so right; you are you are just spot on when you said all the things you said because that is my understanding and belief of a God shift is when things just radically happened in your life and you are propelled to the next level in your life.
0: Yeah. And I love what you say about, you know, one of the mistakes that we make when we receive a promise or when we receive a prophecy, or when we know that there's more Mm -hmm. for us to do in our lives is that we just sit back and wait. Mm And, you know, there are times that we do need to wait. We need to make sure that we have heard properly and that we're Mm -hmm. taking the right steps. But the key is, is that we have to be willing to take steps because even waiting is not passive. Exactly. Waiting, when when I was called to ministry, Patrick, in 2018, Mm -hmm. I went on a trip to Indonesia in 2019. And while I was on that retreat, the Lord showed me very vividly that my ministry Mm -hmm. consists of me preaching and teaching in stadiums, Mm -hmm. that I would have a television show and that I would use my prophetic gifts for celebrities and politicians. I have a television show, but I haven't yet preached and taught in a stadium. And mm-hmm. I, haven't yet, I have worked with celebrities and politicians, but it was in the marketplace, not in ministry. So me waiting on God to do that doesn't mean that I never open my mouth. It doesn't exactly. mean that I never share a message. It That's doesn't true. mean I don't steward what it is that I have in my hands now. I don't wake up every day and just sit on my couch and go, oh, well, <laughs> I'm just going to wait on God to give me these stadiums. And to give me these people that he says that I'm going to serve. So I I would love to hear from you when you think about kingdom authority, right? So if kingdom authority is the role that we have as believers to actually partner with God to make stuff happen in our lives, can you think about a time in your life that you've actually Mm -hmm. had to use kingdom authority to get where you are today?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I love it. Like, and I totally agree with everything you said, like, Just waiting doesn't mean we are passive and we're just looking. You know, waiting could be taking a scripture and meditating on that scripture and confessing that scripture. That's part of waiting, you know. Waiting could also be just praying and just believing. Um, So yeah, so I totally agree with you on that. And in my life, I've had to use those two things. Number one, the power of the word of God. And number two, the power of prayer. And I would like to share the story of Daniel, for example, where, you know, we, we know of the story of Daniel, where, where he fasted for 21 days. He actually had a Daniel Daniel fast, what, what they call it today, where he just fasted because he knew of a promise concerning the children of Israel. And he knew that those promises are supposed to, um, you know, become, you know, should have manifested in their lives at that point in time, but unfortunately wasn't seeing any results. So what did he do? He started fasting and just called on God that God, this is what you've said to Israel. And we want those words to be, be become a reality in, in, in our lives. So to so Daniel's point, Daniel was still waiting, but it was taking action. It was waiting and it was also fasting and praying. And we know within 20, actually the first day he prayed, God answered his, his prayer. But we knew that Daniel continued to pray and fast because there was some things going on in the heavenly. So anyway, to my point, that was the same, that is the same philosophy I use all the time. When God gives me a promise, And I wait patiently for those promises and I'm not seeing them manifest in my life. And then I'm getting this leading from God that I need to do something. And like I mentioned before, one of the things is the power of the word. What I do is I go into the word of God and I I ask myself, what does God say about this topic? And then I start to meditate on the word of God and I start to confess. And then... I then go into a moment of consistency in prayer. Now, it doesn't mean I don't believe God answered the prayer. The first time I prayed, I believe God already answered my prayer, just like he did in the case of Daniel. However, as I continue to pray, I begin to thank God for answer prayer. You know, Mark eleven twenty four 24 tells us, when you pray about something, you believe. Yeah. You don't have to see the manifestation of the thing, thing you pray for. But you just believe you have received it, and then you will have it. That's Mark 11, 24. So that's the same philosophy I use. I pray, no, I pray the first time. I thank God I received the prayer to my answer. And I just, the next thing I do is just begin to pray in the spirit. Um, Just begin to pray, God, I know you've answered this prayer. I know in the moment, I will see the manifestation of the prayer. So in my life, there were times where I struggled with so many areas of my life and I wasn't seeing manifestation. I know God promised me so many awesome things, but I never seemed to see the manifestations of those things. And then that's when I decided to take matters into my own hands because I know that if God said it is waiting on me sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes God may be waiting on you to put some things into gear and just begin to declare some things and I, that's what I did. I began declaring. I took the word of God. I began, I began declaring. And pretty much, I just started seeing so many things change in my life, like improvements, you know, those promises that have come in the past. And I started doing it all the time. And now when I talk to people, when I teach people, I tell them, you know, if you're waiting on God for anything, just do your own part. As long as you are praying, you take the word of God and you're praying, know that before you know it, at some point in time, you will you will see the manifestation of what you're praying for. You just have to keep doing it and believe. And that's exactly that's exactly what I did in my life.
0: I love that you also talked about confessing because Hmm. it's so important. I've been sharing this so much over the last probably three to four months of how as believers, the most powerful weapon that we have is our mouths. Mm -hmm. And we have to not just declare and affirm what God's word says, which is basically just repeating what the word says, but we also have to be very mindful to make sure that our speech is not Mm -hmm. what we say after that is not contradicting it. I was on a podcast earlier today and I said, it does you no good to say, I'm believing God for increase, but then complain about gas prices. Exactly. You're because so you're right. It's not good to say, I'm believing God for my husband. But then next week, you allow yourself to say, men these days are just no good. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. speech has to, so, so what I'm saying is, is, watch your mouth. With everything that you say, watch your mouth because it's not enough to just declare What God's word says, if everything else that you say for the rest of the day is not in alignment with what it is that you're believing God to do in your life or what it is that he's promised you. So if you have some things in your life, audience, that has been delayed, I want you to go back and Hmm. track your speech. I want you to go back and look at some of the things that you probably have been saying because Mm -hmm. your mouth can actually be shutting down. Promises from being able to manifest in your life. It's all conditional.
1: That's so true. And something else in addition to what you said is check the state of your mind. Like something that can end up people from getting into the promised land. And promised land here means God promised you something and you want to get there. That's promised land. So sometimes it's unbelief. Like you don't necessarily believe it's going to happen. You might think, okay, God said it, then probably it's going to happen. But you don't really believe. And sometimes, back to your point, Shana, when you are when you are saying those things, like for example, you mentioned like, oh, you are trusting God for increase, and yet you are complaining about some things. That could be a sign of unbelief because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth the mouth speaks. So, what if it's coming out of your mouth? It might be that's what you believe, and that might be. A reason to pause and okay, I need to work on my unbelief at this moment. And scripture does recommend a solution for unbelief, fasting. You know, there's so many areas in the Bible where fasting is a remedy for unbelief. So if you are catching yourself, say something is coming out, and you don't, you're like, where did that come from? Like, it could be a state of your mind. And that means you have to work on unbelief and you know, fasting and reading the word of God, meditating on the word of God to kind of shift the lies. I call them the lies of the enemies all the time. Like there are some things that we have believed so long, you know, sometimes because our parents ta- told us it was the right thing, sometimes because of what you hear on TV, on the media, you know, so you don't really know what to believe anymore. Like, so sometimes you have to take a moment, analyze what you are You know, what's coming out of your mouth and then fast and pray and meditate on the word of God to begin to shift and align and align your your belief to the word of God.
0: Because, you know, and it also doesn't help, Patrick, when, you know, it's one thing for the enemy to whisper lies Mm -hmm. into our minds. But when we have, you know, it goes back to the, what you said about, about belief. Like we believe that if God said it, that he probably could do it, but sometimes we've been through so much trauma Mm
1: -hmm. that we
0: don't believe that he'll do it for us. Oh yeah. You know? And so I say all the time, it's not just enough to believe that God will do it, but do you believe that he'll do it for you? Mm -hmm. We quote the scripture Mm -hmm. that God is no respecter of persons. But have you allowed crisis and trauma and setback and disappointments and challenges Mm. and delays and all the crap that you have been unfortunate or fortunate enough to experience, depending on what perspective you want to look at it, to now convince yourself Mm. that it's not going to happen, and that's why it has not happened? I can imagine, as a minister and someone who you know flows in deliverance, that you probably see that a lot. That one of the things that's keeping people from their destiny is their
1: past. Exactly. Like uh, I mentioned something earlier about my book, uh, emotional healing As so many things happen in the past and people, they decide not to deal with it because sometimes they don't know how to, and sometimes they don't even know that it's, it's there. And the beautiful thing about God, the father, I love God is so full of love is that he wants to heal those emotional wounds. Is eager to heal those emotional wounds. So uh, there are some things that happened in the past. You know, unfortunately, you can't change the past. But sometimes things happen in the past and you have wounds and they are creating issues for you or people today. And, you know, you don't people don't know how to deal with those issues. They don't know how to heal the past part. So sometimes they just need to reach out to God and say, God, I need you to touch me. Um, again, like I mentioned before, one of the things God likes to do, in addition to so many things He love doing, is just like He can. We all believe, at least we believe, God can heal our sicknesses, right? But people are yet to believe that God is able to heal their emotional wounds. Yeah, and emotional wounds sometimes are just equally as bad. And again, like I stated earlier, they 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 may be the reason why people are experiencing the different kind of sicknesses they're experiencing in their body. So sometimes you may, you may have to reach out to God and say, God, heal me in this area. And as God begins to heal you in that area, some things will come to the surface, some things, some bitter things, some things that you don't want to deal with will come to the surface. And as those things begin to come to the surface, God will begin to heal and heal and heal, which brings brings us to one of the points we mentioned earlier is that as a result of those past events, the enemy may, has, may have convinced you or people that, you know, this is who they are. You are not this person, you are, you are contrary. You, you are contrary to what the word of God tells you you are. You know, they may have believed those lies. So yeah. as God begins to heal them, they have to take it a step further, you know. Begin to read the Word of God. What does God? The Word of God tells me I'm, I am. You know, in the Word of God, what ha, what does God? I mean, it's as simple as that. What does the Word of God tells me I am? And begin to meditate on the Word of God until the lie of the enemy is displaced by the Word of God. That's what I tell people when I minister emotional health and deliverance. Is like. The world doesn't stop here yet. Today, God has touched you. God has healed you. Uh, God has delivered you. But as, as soon as you leave this place, for the next few weeks, be, begin to meditate on the word of God. Confess the word of God until you believe it down, down, deep within you. Just keep confessing that word until you believe it. That's that's, that's exactly what I tell tell people when I minister to them.
0: Awesome. So, we're going to take a quick break, Patrick. And when we get back from the break, we're going to share some tips and strategies of how the listeners can begin to bring all of this together. We'll be right back. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by the free guide When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right, all right, we are back. So before the break, my guest, Patrick, was sharing how we can use our kingdom authority to number one, finally see God's promises come to pass, And also to be able to obtain strong emotional health as well, because that can be one of the biggest things that can keep you stuck Mm and moving forward towards the things that God has for you. So, Patrick, I want to move into a segment now where we really start to share some tips Mm -hmm. that the audience can implement beginning today, as soon as they listen to this episode. So if there is someone that is listening to this episode and they're struggling to actually recognize that they can, that they have the authority to cause whatever it is that is going on in their life to shift to a better place. What would be the best tip that you could give them of how they can do that?
1: Number one, I would say find what the word of God has to say about your situation, period. Like people have different issues in life, but there is always the word of God. This is how I look at it. If I'm experiencing a difficult situation, I think of it as an illusion. And I believe an illusion is subject to change. And as long as you take the word of God, what the word of God has to say about that situation and apply the word of God to your situation, you are bound to see change. So number one, as, I'm, as we mentioned earlier, is the word of God. The word of God never lies. Meditate, confess the word of God. Number two is the power of prayer. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. Pray and confess the word of God and pray in the spirit if you have to. Number three is the power of faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. Power of faith cannot be underestimated. Just have faith, like I mentioned before, Mark 11, 24. If you believe it, confess it, believe you've received it, and you will have it. So those are three three factors. I call them the three factors of a God shift is faith, the word of God, and prayer. They've worked wonders, wonders in my life.
0: So let's go back to um finding out what the word of God says about our situation, right? Okay. So you and I are both ministers. You've actually been to ministerial school, so you probably know the word even better than I do. But for someone that may not know the word as well as you and I do, some of the scriptures mm-hmm. that we mentioned may have even been foreign to them. Some of these mm-hmm. concepts may be foreign to them. So how, how do they scour these 66 books of the Bible to yeah. find what applies to their specific situation? How, awesome. how, how do they do that?
1: Awesome question. And it's it's so easy. I say that it's so easy because I do it as well. I don't know. I, I'm gonna <laughs> I wouldn't lie and tell you I know all the scriptures in the Bible. I just don't. Um, but what I've done in the past three, four years that really helped me is I Google, I go to yahoo.com or Google and I type in there scriptures about healing, you know, and all the scriptures will come down to me and I will just begin to peek which one is applicable, and I start to meditate on it. It's honestly, this day and age, there are are things that are made available to us online. The internet is not necessarily bad. It also can be good. It can help you find what you're looking for. It can help you find good things. So that's what I've done in the past. Um, Sometimes I'm looking for scriptures on faith, for example. And I'll just go on yahoo.com and I will type in Bible verses on faith. And all the scriptures will come out and I'll just take the ones I want to use and I'll just begin to meditate on it. So that's what I've done and it's worked worked so well for me.
0: I I agree and I love I love that you said go to the internet because Mm -hmm. you know you can go to the back of your Bible. Mm-hmm. And pick up a certain word and it'll find the scriptures. But if you don't understand scripture or you're reading it in a translation, like the King's James version, mm-hmm. it's just going to all sound like hither, tither, wither to you. <laughs> yes. So what I like about when you're searching for it online in a search engine is that not only is the actual scripture going to come up, but if you continue to scroll down through some of the links that you find, you'll also find like, People who have preached a sermon on that Mm -hmm. particular scripture on that particular topic so that you can begin to get a better understanding because you can only apply what you can understand and you can transform by what you apply. So if you're if you if you're a person that struggles to understand scripture, then going to the back of your Bible may not Mm -hmm. do anything, but just keep you in more of a confusion and tailspin. So I love the fact, Patrick, that you said go to the Internet. If you're experiencing, let's say grief, you know whatever it is, scriptures on grief, scriptures Mm -hmm. on pride, whatever it is that you're struggling with, and don't just look, not just look at the scriptures that it tells you, but see the information and the explanation that someone else has given. So mm-hmm. they can glean from their understanding. You know, the word tells us in all by getting, get understanding. But if you yes. don't understand the scripture, just finding another scripture is probably not going to give you understanding for the scripture. So I yes, love you know, that practical um, application. So, Patrick, before we begin to wrap this conversation up, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Any final words?
1: Yes. Um, something else that has also helped me, you know in addition to all the resources I've mentioned before, is also finding, you know, going on YouTube and finding videos applicable to your situation. Yes. Um, I have been able to build on my faith level by just going to YouTube, uh, typing. There are different ministers I love to listen to. I love listening to Careful for Daughter. Um, I love listening to uh, Bill Winston and so many other preachers mighty preachers men of god men women of god that they just can break down the word that will make it so understandable and you'd be like wow so that's what something I've done in my past that has really helped me and I will also recommend it to to your viewers as well
0: awesome thank you for that so how can our our listeners follow you
1: so i have a website is my full name uh patrick jaioba.com. so I have we have information on there we have uh, what we're doing currently blogs um information you can also find me on um, you know Facebook Instagram and just look for my name and you'll be able to find me there and also uh, my book if you're looking for my book my book is available on Amazon, amazon.com you can find it the freedom experience and you'll find it there as well
0: tell us about the book.
1: So the book is about um, deliverance and emotional health. Um, what I do realize is there's a lot of mis- misconception in the body of Christ about the word deliverance. Like when you hear the word deliverance, you me- immediately think of like you know something crazy, uh, someone you know An exorcism, exactly possessed, possessed by demon, and all of that stuff. Even though those are also inclusive of deliverance. Deliverance is as simple as being free in any area where you are struggling with. It could be in the area of an addiction, uh, you're struggling with your marriage, uh, you're struggling with uh, with finances, uh, any area of your life where you are struggling with, and you need to get to the next level. It may be that you need deliverance, you need freedom in that area. So the book covers the many ways in which people need freedom, not necessarily like. You know, getting delivered from a of, of, from a demon, but that's also inclusive as well. The book also dealt with emotional health, as I mentioned before. Uh, going into your past, bringing out trauma, uh, or horrible things that's happened to you in the past, just bringing it to the surface. And like I mentioned before, God is eager to heal people; is eager to heal those emotional wounds. So bring it to the surface. I've got heal your emotional wounds so that you can move on to do better, better things in life.
0: Awesome. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for being here on A God Shift. I appreciate you. I know that everyone is going to be blessed by this episode. I would love for you all to do me a favor. Wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, if you will please take a screenshot of wherever it is that you're listening to the episode, upload it to your social media, tag us here at A God Shift. And give us your biggest aha moment and your biggest takeaway from this episode. The more people who share this, the more people who can get free. So thank you for doing that, Patrick. Thank you for being here. Listeners, I pray that this this episode has blessed you and that you will join us back here for the next episode of A God Shift. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.